0: back to the Change Physician. I am your host, Dr. Melissa Cady. I feel so different uh, because I usually have my co host, Dr. Kevin Kakaro, which our schedules, uh, it's always tricky to get uh, three physician schedules to work perfectly together. But we have our returning guest, Dr. Colin Zhu, who is the chef doc. We've had the privilege uh, to get to talk to him about his journey, his story. Definitely need to check out the other episodes. I'll put those in the show notes. But thank you so much for letting us talk to you again, or at least I get to talk to you again, and uh, Kevin will have to watch the recording.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is this the first time that he's missing? Or either um, one of you I is think
0: missing? this is the first time I've done it myself. He's had to do one for me, because I was stuck in the operating room. Um, so, you know, it's it's my turn to, to take it for the team. So, but very much <laughs> well enjoyed, um, so it's no big deal. But uh, thank you so much. I, I'd love for us to do a little, focus um, on kind of your, your specialty on uh, when it comes to food and nutrition, or at least your deepest passion, it seems like, and uh, maybe just talk about what things physicians can do uh, in order to just live a healthier life and eat healthier. It's very broad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe some a few strategies.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, number one, you know, thank you so much for having me again. Um, definitely will miss, you know, Kevin. So say yeah. hi to Kevin <laughs> and hi to everyone out there. Um, you know, I really appreciate you, um, you know, having me on again. So for those of you who haven't seen me before, or heard of or met me, um, I'm Colin Zhu. Um, I am an osteopath, um, and family physician by trade. And, uh, yeah, I, um, man, where do I start? So my focus is, you know, even though my specialty is family medicine by trade, I dive deeper into food as medicine, lifestyle medicine. And uh, the reason for that is my, uh, you know, like everyone else, uh, similarly in terms of medical uh, colleagues is that, you know, we weren't taught enough nutritional and lifestyle curricula. Um, I think the most recent survey uh, that I remembered was back in 2010 is where, you know, only up to a quarter of our medical schools actually require nutrition as a course. And when I went to school, it was only about like 10 credit hours. It was mainly biochemistry. And so, when I followed a lot of my predecessor's mentors, I realized that almost all of them um, had some sort of chronic lifestyle related component um, that affects us. you know, um, majority of our top top ten killers uh, you know have you know died as as a relation. And um, you know, even back in uh, you know JAMA, you know, they said that, Uh, Diet was the number one uh, cause of uh, mortality, you know, as it being a contributing factor, number one cause of disability, Um, and the Lancet, what they uh, quoted back in 2016 was, you know, one out of five global deaths, you know, diet was linked, and so for me, I had to dive deeper. I didn't want to just learn about nutrition. Um, I wanted to learn about food, and so I enrolled myself into culinary school in between medical school and residency. And uh, I got involved with the American College of Lifestyle Medicine when I was a medical resident, and then I took that education to publicly speak, hold demos, workshops, you know, things like that. And so, your question about, you know, what are some strategies as busy professionals to incorporate food? So. Um, I teach from a whole foods plant-based, you know, approach, Um, not vegan. There are differences. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know the semantics can be very confusing um, because there's vegetarianism, veganism, whole foods, plant-based. And so I think definitions are in order and uh, whole food plant-based means that you are deriving your diet predominantly around whole foods. Uh, so we're talking about groups of vegetables, fruits, whole grains, legumes, beans, nuts, seeds, things like that. And very minimally if possible to avoid um, added oils, sugars, processed refined foods, you know, things like that. And, uh, vegetarianism is, you know, you could say it's plant-based, but they also, you know, some of them eat eggs, some of them eat fish, some of them, you know, and then veganism, um, is also plant-based, but veganism has a component of, you know, people go vegan because of ethical reasons, um, and, you know, things of that nature as well. So those are my definitions. So just to kind of get people oriented.
0: Yeah yeah well when it comes to you know in in line with that whole food plant-based diet and say someone who's just you know maybe away from the home a lot and and busy or has kids what are what are some little simple strategies that people can use to not only find the food that they should be getting but maybe preparing it or um, how to just I guess convenience is a, a big thing for this society, but what are some things that are maybe some global strategies at at, at kind of achieving a better diet?
1: Yeah, so it, it really depends on where you're at, right? So if we're just talking about ourselves as busy professionals, you know, we have full-time jobs. If you are on call, it's, you know, more than full-time hours, etc. cetera. And then also you gotta be considerate of whether you're just practicing, you're just, you know, on your own or if you have a family, right? Um, so there's a lot of things, you know, and, um, you know, I try to meet people where they're at it's not a very black and white thing. So wherever you are in the spectrum, and I counsel this to my colleagues and my patients alike is where, you know, if I'm counseling someone that's a total carnivore to an extreme vegan, you know, we can afford to eat more plants. You know, there's really no downside to, uh, you know, uh, you know, eating more plants. And that's where I start the conversation. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, one of the things you need to do is kind of take a look at your kitchen. You know, we're in a pandemic, Um, It's been over a year now. um, And a lot of us are, you know, getting, you know, (laughs) acquainted with our kitchen, or we're getting more (laughs) acquainted with our kitchen. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's, in my opinion, where the health starts, right? So, you know, you have to look at several things, you have to look at your pantry, you know, Um, I call this the the candy jar effect, where, you know, if you see it in front of you, you're going to want to reach you know, reach for it, right? You have a candy jar on your desk. So a lot of things is you have to ideally maybe clean out your your pantry, you know, take a trash bag. There's probably a lot of stuff there that needs to go. Um, And the same thing with your refrigerators and freezers. Um, Depending on what type of refrigerator you have, um, sometimes we have the freezer box on top and then the fridge on the bottom. ideally, that's not the best um, refrigerators. And obviously, you know, we can't swap refrigerator right now. That's okay. But the reason why I say that is because you kind of have to dip down and then, you know, lower yourself in order to see what's in the back. And when you, when things are, you can't see it, you're not going to know it's there. So it's going right. to take what, another month to find out that, oh, there's a moldy piece of cheese there, or <laughs> you had leftovers that you didn't know where I have to throw out this milk cart, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, so I would say a cleansing of your refrigerator every three months is is a good good uh, rule of thumb. Um, same thing with your freezer. And um just looking at your counter space, you know, your countertop and you know, seeing, you know, what's there and uh, you know, having you know your appliances that you frequently use in order, um, you know, things like that. So the strategy is is really number 1 preparing your kitchen and optimizing the space so you know you can make it easier for yourself because if it's not efficient, if it's not, you know, organized, you're going to be less apt to want to cook more in the kitchen, you know, it's kind of like your desk, you know, in your office, if it's not organized and efficient, you know, it's going to be harder for you to do that paperwork that, you know, you're probably putting off, right? So, um, so it's the same concept. And then, um, you know, and then that ties into, you know, once you have that, then you move to the supermarket and, you know, just really briefly, you know, I actually, you know, created a course on how to get started on a whole food plant-based you know lifestyle. And one of the lessons is really about understanding how a supermarket works. And honestly, your best bet is to just stop and live at the produce section, you know, That's just strange. to be really brief, you know, with it, because everything else is very. If you understand an anatomy, um, you know, I'm going to use you know medical lingo here. If you're mm-hmm. going to understand the anatomy of a supermarket, it's very strategically done. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying, and um, your best bet, your safest bet, to be honest, is to just hang out at the produce section mm-hmm. because. Real food doesn't have a nutrition label. Real food is needs to be refrigerated. Real food is perishable. Things that are not in the produce section, you know, or in the, you know, perimeter of the supermarket lives on shelves. And how do they live on shelves? They're, you know, living on shelves because of preservatives, because of chemicals, because of binders, because of all this junk, you know, that we don't need in our bodies. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So,
0: yeah. Definitely. And I think that one thing I've, um, I've found for myself is when I find those good foods, and I know that I should eat them that sometimes like on a Sunday, like making a large batch of like, whether it's a soup I want to do, or some kind of or just cleaning and cutting and do all the things that tend to have the, the path of resistance for us during the week when we feel a little bit more, you know, stress for time, or just a little bit less time in our hands. It, it seems like batching seems like a great um, at least I always feel like it just you, you've created your own convenience store in a way in your own fridge like you can package them up and and just make it very easy to either just take a scoop or grab a little container and then go. um so I, I don't know what you think about that
1: yeah oh yeah, I mean, so so it depends on you know where you're at, you know you have right. to ask yourself so you know when you're looking at the supermarket, you know, it's not necessarily you have to shop at Whole Foods. That's not what we're trying to say. You know, like every supermarket, you know, has their own unique features. So Mm -hmm. if you have a very, uh, you know, quote unquote, you know, very large, medium sized chain supermarket that, you know, cost effective, um, you know, a lot of the produce sections are doing trends where they already have vegetables already cut up. Right. Mm -hmm. So cooking is not the most time suck. It's the meal preparation, Mm -hmm. you know, and people don't want to be bothered with coming up the recipes, knowing what kind of ingredients to do and et cetera. So some supermarkets, you're going to have to research this on your own, is that next to the produce section, there's a section where vegetables or fruits are already cut up. Now you are, you are paying for the labor, you know, of mm-hmm. that. You're paying for the packaging, right? Mm-hmm. But it saves us time and time is our most precious commodity, you know, right. you know not money. It's actually time because we right. can't get it back, right? right? So if you feel, if you value your time, then go and get stuff that's already prepped, mm-hmm. right? And get that. And you can just throw things together. Sometimes they'll have a theme. They'll be like, okay, this is a barbecue theme. And so it will have, you know, potatoes and peppers and mushrooms. And, you know, maybe this is a grill theme, or maybe this is a stir fry, you know, theme, you know, so things that are, you know, already, you know, thought of ahead of time for you. Right. right. Um, Another thing too, is uh, if you don't go, if you uh, don't do the produce aisle, you can also visit the frozen food section. Mm -hmm. And the frozen food section is also really good because especially the frozen vegetables and and fruit, Mm -hmm. those are picked at peak of season and Mm -hmm. peak of ripeness and guess what they're flash frozen right and they're already in your freezer and you could those are those are you know more endurable in terms of time you know they won't perish that quickly as fresh produce. And so you can grab, you know what I'm saying, if you need to then get things that are canned and jarred and things like that. Because we're in a pandemic, I understand that people want to less frequent the supermarket for obvious reasons. So those are my strategies, you know, for that and then in terms of the kitchen if you're not, you know, that well versed in the, in, the, in the kitchen, then um, I would say, you know, go on YouTube, go on your favorite, you know, uh, meal uh, magazine, you know, uh, website, um, you know, and, and, and get a few recipes, follow along with them, you know what I'm saying, and uh, get the ingredients ahead of time so you can follow along. And this is where help comes into play. If you have a spouse or if you have a family, get them to cook with you guess what? Mm-hmm. You're cooking a meal together. You're increasing mm-hmm. relationships. You're increasing rapport, you know, and that's precious time. So
0: those are great. Those are great examples of those. And that, that reminds me of, of the, the value and importance of being aware of you and your own tendencies and just have an awareness of like, instead of just, I can't do this or, you know, thinking less of yourself because you're not achieving it is is really just pause whenever you have a sense of feeling of resistance and try to identify what that is. And is it you realize, oh, I just don't like cleaning and cutting those things up or, oh, you know, right. I don't I don't I don't like, um, you know, dealing with the 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 vegetables getting bad really fast in my fridge well then go the get stuff out of the freeze the freezer aisle and i agree i think sometimes if you have a variety of things some things in the freezer maybe some things in the can depending on a pandemic or something like that um or or just certain items that are hard to find anywhere else and then have maybe some fresh stuff when you're able to get to the the grocery store or a farmer's market or something nearby to support your local areas um those are i think valuable um to just if you can just pay attention to what why is that you are are resisting the change, um, then you can find the solutions. And if money is not the problem and it is time, then pay the little extra money for the convenience, you know, right. that's already out there. People have already thought of this before you, that yeah. people are not wanting to, you know, deal with, you know, maybe cutting themselves, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Um but I'm, I'm curious, Colin, like from a community standpoint, you know, I was talking about farmers markets and other ways, and you were talking about medical students or medical school and not getting the kind of training. Um, I know you do a lot of work and, and reaching out and trying to help people, um, you know, just take a different look at their, their diet or lifestyle and cooking. Uh, are there some things you, you know, feel like uh, or just share with us the things you've done to reach out the community.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. So before I answer that question, just to kind of, you know, um, you know, there's a lot of great meal delivery services. Mm-hmm. Now there's a lot of great food delivery services now that, you know, um, I don't remember the companies and I have no affiliation with them, but there's, where's there's where you could purchase like recipe packages, like food mm-hmm. packages ahead of time, and you can actually follow along with them. So yeah. there's so many great, you know, uh, companies out there that have, that can meet, a customer wherever they're at, at this point, you know what I'm saying? So that's, that's just one thing. Um, So things I've done in the community um, in the past. So before the pandemic, um, I was hired to consult with John Hopkins, uh, preventive medicine residency group. And they have a great program where their preventive medicine uh, residency, what they do is that they hold community weekly community classes where they teach them nutritional tips, uh, wellness classes, things like that to the neighborhood of Baltimore. And so I was uh, asked to kind of lead a series of, you know, kind of like culinary food as medicine uh, workshops. And, Mm. um, you know, we were talking off camera and um, I wanted to share this clip if it's okay to share um, and share, Show you just a a, an application of culinary medicine. So, just let me do that real quick.
0: Okay. Yeah, that'd be great.
1: Makes sense. So when you're presenting it to someone, whether it's like a catering event or like a family dinner or something like that, you want to be
0: able to have it more in
1: the middle. How many doctors
0: are they so, we <laughs> so, those tell us who those people were.
1: So, yeah, I, I need to do a better job in orienting the clip. Uh, so, Not basically, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so basically those are preventive medicine residents, uh, okay. you know, out of the John Hopkins group. And, uh, you know, those are the people that I was teaching. And then we had some of their, uh, residents that had kids and they came along and, you know, uh, we included them in the classes. And so these guys would take that skill set and be able to teach and incorporate and enhance their community classes for when they give these, uh, types of classes to the community. And so that was the whole purpose of it. And, you know, that's one of my biggest drivers is when I teach this, um, that I can hope to pass down skills so they can teach others. So thereby creating a ripple effect. So that's the whole point of it. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, that's just an application of it. So,
0: yeah. So you're kind of passing the torch, uh, so other people can pass that along. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Now, with um, you know, as far as as I know, that you have some other work you're doing that I want to make sure everyone was able to hear about. Um, that's coming up. You've been putting a lot of pouring your heart and soul into the last uh, several months. Back, um, do you mind sharing some of the things you're doing to try to help? You know, just general public or um, clinicians.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so right now we are focusing uh, on launching a virtual summit. Um, it is going to launch on the 5th of May of this year in 2021. And, uh, basically it's an evolution of everything that I've been doing. And, uh, So the summit is called the Thrive Formula, Uh, Thrive is spelled T-H-R number five, and um, it's based off of five pillars. Food as medicine, uh, reestablishing cooking um, as a lifestyle, um, using a whole foods plant-based approach, and functional movement, functional fitness, uh, the concepts of relationships, you know, so learning about thyself, learning about how that applies to interpersonal relationships, uh, community, Um, So what we mean by that is how do we be of service? How do we lead by example? How do we grow a network or tribe, you know, like this wonderful uh, podcast is doing? (laughs) Um, And what is our environmental footprint? And then the fifth pillar is uh, resilience, you know, developing that skill set of emotional and mental fortitude and uh we have you know 52 speakers uh, lined up and uh you know half of them are physicians and we are you know trying to get it accredited as well so there'll be CME um uh, available as well and uh you know we have coaches there dietitians very passionate people uh, that love what they do and it's really the whole point of it is you know we've been through a lot in this past year i said to myself you know what am i going to do uh, to continue to impact and inspire people Beyond our four walls of counseling patients, and so this is what I came up with, and um, it's been a, a huge learning lesson. And uh, yeah, and uh, you know, we're very very excited for you know when it launches in May, and uh, you know, I definitely um, you know ex- excited to share with your audience as well. Um, so yeah, um, if you guys are interested, I will share with Dr. Melissa a, a link and uh, also uh, uh, you know a discount code. Uh, you know, so you guys could see what it's all about. And if it resonates with you and it's not a live event, Um, it's a event that's going to be evergreen. So when you buy into it, um, you'll have lifetime access to it. So
0: that's awesome. That's wonderful work. No, I think I'm excited for you. I'm looking forward to checking it out myself. Um, Any, any last minute kind of um, just for that busy physician, obviously you're providing a lot of resources coming out here in May. Um, but anything, you know, even even from you yourself, uh, you know, trying to figure out how to create that healthier lifestyle and, and have, you know, just a, whether it's a mindset, uh, um, an attitude or a specific thing. Is there any last minute little thought you'd like to share with physicians about, you know, either getting finally into a healthier lifestyle or maintaining it?
1: Um, Number one, definitely. And, um, you know, I could sit here and advocate the best diet on the planet and tell you to move more and things like that. But in all honesty, it's really coming down to the mindset. And I think, you know, the pandemic, if I may, the pandemic, you know, it is a very you know, tragic thing. And I'm very, you know, I'm more of a very silver linings type of person. And so Mm -hmm. I believe that the pandemic is more of a messenger, you know, that kind of uncovered a lot of stuff, you know, like back when we're, you know, I'm a I mean, I'm an early eighties baby. So like, you know, I played with dirt and rocks and ants. And so, you know, it's kind of like the pandemic is like lifting up a big slab of rock and realizing that, oh my God, there was a bunch of critters and earthworms and a lot of stuff underneath. So, yeah. so the pandemic is kind of like, you know, it uncovered a lot of cracks in our healthcare system in, you know, in ourselves and uncovering a lot of stuff, you know. Baggage, you know, that kind of came up to the surface, and I'm sure everyone knows. But it's really the mindset, you know, prioritizing your self care, you know, thinking about yourself. You know, physicians, we do a lot. And with the pandemic, we do even more stuff, you know what I'm saying? So it's super important to, you know, take care of yourself, you know, meditate, yoga, you know, move, you know, make sure you hydrate, make sure you have time for yourself, make sure you have time to do your hobbies and passions. You know, have time to reflect on what's important in your life. You know, prioritize what's the most important. Everyone's going to be different. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I know it's a cliche, but life is short. But the pandemic also taught me that life is also fragile. So, you know, it's important to reprioritize what is, you know, what's essential, what's vital in your life. Is it your family? Is it your health? You know, is it, you know, whatever that is for you? And so that mindset is super important. And so, you know, we have the tools here, you know, we have each other, we have, you know, physicians are, you know, have been much more united, especially in the social media space. Um, Podcasting has helped unite us, you know what I'm saying? Um, So it's super important. And, you know, I want to be able to provide as much value and tools and education inspiration as much as possible so um so yeah you know just you know if you if if this resonates you know drop me a line you know email me you know things like that and definitely keep keep you know following you know Dr. Melissa and Dr. Kevin's uh you know good stuff you know they have a lot of great guests so
0: well thank you for that well for anyone trying to follow you I know chefdoczoo.com that still is the primary one correct?
1: Yeah, it's a primary one. The summit is a, is a separate um, website. It's uh, the Thrive Formula. So thr5formula.co.com.co. And I can drop that link for Dr. Melissa and uh, definitely offer that discount uh, if it resonates. So
0: yeah, I'll put it in the notes. And uh, I think what you ended with was a a good, uh, you know, Vision of kind of what we've been through this last year and and a good perspective to take. So thank you again for that and for your returning episode and talking about some nutritional strategies for anyone, including physicians, who definitely uh, need to because of our background and our training has been lacking in so many ways. Um, for us to take heed, you know, heed your advice and uh, be a little bit aware of our um, our needs and maybe our tendencies and hopefully take on better strategies. So. So thank you again. And for those of you listening, I am Melissa Cady, the challenge doctor, and my co-host, Dr. Kevin Kakaro, is not here today, but he'll be back on another interview and and want to thank Dr. Collins for joining us. And we'll look forward to seeing all of you out there on the next episode.